0: moreover he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace into a snare of the devil this is the word of the lord thanks be to god will first remote recording session for our daily rhythm we're in thomas's barn it's awesome
1: man we're in this like little room where i have an office but the rest of it's just a full-on barn. As soon as you open the door, you feel the heat that it is a barn. Yep, yep. <laughs> hey,
0: we we have a desk with the nail that went into your eye engraved yes. into the desk. Yes. It's if you don't awesome. know that
1: story, let's let's talk about it later. It's uh, it's awesome. I'd love to love to share it with you. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a miracle that I can see out of that eye. Amen. Yeah. Spring of seeing Whoa. overseers. Overseers.
0: <laughs> That's a transition, man. The
1: the <laughs> episcopos is the is the the greek word here mm. the overseer this 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 section is uh, again very very clear teaching of how to organize and lead the new testament church and we you just read us the description of the the main folks that are supposed to oversee the mm-hmm. church the episcopos, the elders yeah so this was a description of elder and it gives like a motivation. Mm-hmm. Paul's like, here Here should be the person's motivation. Here should be how the person uh, conducts their life. And here is how the person uh, should be viewed by folks outside the church. So it's really a, a very complete picture of how do you select an elder? What is? What are the qualifications of the elder? And how do I know if I'm qualified to be an elder? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, To refresh the
0: context, Timothy is being sent to a church that is totally out of whack to kind of comb everything out. And so I was kind of thinking as I was reading all these, you know, traits and and qualifications, like whenever you're, whenever you go to like a Chinese restaurant and there's a koi pond and there's a sign that says, don't swim in the koi pond, it means somebody swim in the koi pond. That's right. That's right. (laughs) You
1: know, like the signs there because they had to put it there. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. Like most
0: rules are because somebody broke the rule and you know, they didn't even realize they had to make that rule. That's right. <laughs> so but I was just thinking about like, you know, a lot of these, um, you know, talking about be being not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money, being hospitable, being able to teach. A lot of this was Paul probably addressing direct um issues within the, uh, within the church at Ephesus Mm -hmm. that he was writing towards, but obviously this holds true and carries over to us today.
1: Yeah. I, I, what caught my attention as we were going over it was, well, one of the things that caught my attention is the motivation. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, people, people are motivated to take powers of position, um, oftentimes for not the best reasons. Yeah. And that's how Paul starts this. He says, "Hey, there's two, He uses two Greek words to say, "Here's here's what you should look for in a person who wants mm-hmm. to be in leadership." And in English, they kind of they kind of rhyme. Aspires and desires mm. are the ESV. Yeah, um, and the aspire means they reach out. They do. They do say, "Man, I love the church of of Jesus Christ. I love His church. Mm-hmm. I, I I want to help lead that." That's one Mm -hmm. you're looking for, that and then desire suggests this inward longing for something. Mm. And so, you're not just looking for somebody who's kind of power grabbing because that's not what you want as a leader. You are looking for someone who says, Man, I want to help lead, and you can see internally, yeah, they're moving closer and closer to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So, Paul is kind of warning Timothy, Timothy, don't just look at the outward appearance, yeah. And then right after that, he drops into, here's the inward stuff you're looking for that's working its way out into their lives. Um, and I like that he says it's a noble task. We've had so much bad stuff come in the news recently about the church. Mm-hmm. It's easy to think that, well, folks who lead in church, bad people. Yeah, And there are some bad people. Totally, But Paul reminds us here, through the Holy Spirit, this is a noble task. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I it I I was just thinking
0: about like the the whole Marcel podcast, and you know, kind of just all of these like really sad um, spectacles of of poor church leadership, and I really like just how grounded this this silhouette of a leader that Paul sort of illustrates for Timothy, how grounded this person is. Like, I love that hospitality is mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, Joel Brooks, my pastor in Birmingham, he, he preached on, um, hospitality. Uh, and I can't remember which passage, but it was just one of these new Testament commands to be hospitable. And it was actually, I was in college when I heard the sermon and I remember like seeing that the sermon was on hospitality and I was like, oh, so this is like for the moms. And then it was like one of the best, most convicting sermons. Like I, I remember it so clearly and it was so good because it was basically about how you know, hospitality is like sharing your life. And it's sort of like being an open book to someone. You know, like it's yeah. not like yeah. bringing out the fine china, but it's like bringing people into your home even when it's a wreck. It's, you know, like giving people a ride to the airport. It's, you know, there's kind of like this gritty earthiness to someone who's really hospitable and, you know, not a lover of money, not hot headed, you know, just all these, you know, he has like an orderly household. Um, because a lot of the times when these Christian leaders end up in, you know, kind of disgracing themselves and disgracing the Lord, people who are close to them can say like, well, for years, like their lives kind of a wreck, you know, like their home life is crazy. They, you know, they've been making too much money for them to know what to do with. And so you just have like a very grounded, well-ordered life that's illustrated
1: here well i think you raise a really good point i think when we look to someone for spiritual leadership we need to look for someone whose life is an open book Mm -hmm. because another thing that's really dangerous in in christian leadership is isolation
0: yeah totally
1: if you pull away and no one knows what really goes on behind closed doors Mm. no one's really a part of your life and you're just a you're, you're just a, a a leader or a, a preacher or a, a singer or a you know whatever job you might have in a church or meetings you might show up for. If no one knows what's going on in your life, mm. that's a danger sign.
0: Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And
1: I think about a, a a man that I know of who who leads a recovery ministry, and his line that he uses to to help motivate that ministry is, "Honesty heals." Secrets kill, yeah, and secrets live in the dark. Mm-hmm. And Paul is saying this person should be a- an open book. Um, and then, and then there he he ends it by saying, "And this is not this person doesn't just need to have a good reputation in the church." Yes, he ends it by saying, "By the way, they shouldn't be at the church twenty four seven. Other people outside the church should know them, and they should have a good reputation." Yeah, with those outside the church, uh that's a that one just kind of jumps off the page to yeah me. that's a spicy meatball yeah because yeah you know when i think of like a lot of
0: the big christian figures um it, it's easy for you know people in ministry to build great rapport with you know sort of like radical christian people and um look like fools in the eyes of the world, but not in like a good Christ-like way, but you know, in just like a either a hot headed way or like an overly whimsical way. And yeah, that's that's such an interesting qualification. You know, that is like a qualification for an overseer is being well thought of by non Christians.
1: Yeah, and that's interesting. No, it's it's interesting because at the same time we are the salt. Mm -hmm. We are the light in a world that doesn't want to have the salt in a world that doesn't like the light that runs from the light. I think about the prophets of old Testament Think about Elijah. I'm like, was he a popular character outside the, (laughs) it's not not popular in a good way. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's exactly right. But I think um, I don't think that means that they're just like amicable and like, sure, anything goes. Yeah. But there is something to where folks know that person does genuinely love me. Mm-hmm. And even if there's a rebuke or a calling out of sin so that someone hopefully sees the gospel, people outside the church know, man, but there's a Christ-likeness. Even if they don't know what Christ-likeness is, they know there's a Christ-likeness about that person that is genuine and caring and uh, wants the best for them. Amen. Yeah. man. Well he we've gotten the description for the men and this is a section for the men i think when we come back next time we'll be looking at well what is the role for deacons and what's the role for the women yeah it's gonna be great all right man well for will carlisle i'm thomas nelson thanks for listening thanks for listening to our daily rhythm